Hi guys, this is Fatal Tales. My name's Katie. And I'm Azra. And this is a Tiny Tale episode. This week we're going to be talking about the Black Eyed Peas. Is that right, babe? (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, God. That's... God, yeah, that's so fucking funny because actually in one of the articles I was reading for this case, they were literally like, do not confuse these with the black eyed peas, please. <laughs> I thought they were, the, what are you talking about? I thought, you, you really haven't even told me what you're doing, so. Oh God, today we're going to be talking about <laughs> the black eyed children. It's kind of an urban legend. Some people think it's true. Some people think it's all fucking fake. I have my own thoughts on it. We can discuss, but Katie knows nothing about this. I was kind of fucking shook when she told me that she didn't know anything about this because this was huge around like 2013, 2014. I remember everybody talking about black-eyed children and like what they were and if they were demons coming to like steal your soul or shit. I'm a demon coming to steal your soul. (laughs) I mean, I welcome it. <laughs> oh my god, babe. Um, but this stuff scared me so bad. Like, the stories of the black-eyed children were terrifying to me. I could not handle them. And when I was reading the stories for this episode, I was like, I was just thinking about how much of a wimp I was when I was 13. Because it's really not that bad. I'm gonna be honest, this episode's not nearly as creepy as Katie's episode was last week. Mainly because I don't have the stomach for really scary ghost stuff, because I'm a coward. Pictures of the black-eyed children are kind of creepy, but eh, they're not that creepy. But I've rambled enough. I've rambled for a really fucking long time, and we haven't even started talking about the case. So, today we are talking about the black-eyed children. I'm gonna be telling you guys and Katie all about this. So let's get started. The black-eyed children are said to be children with completely black eyes. So the pupil is completely black, the iris is completely black, just like no white, no color, just all black. And they're said to be between the ages of 6 and 16 years old. So like demons on Supernatural? Yeah, exactly. Demons on Supernatural, but like kids freaky demon kids if you look at pictures of black-eyed children they're kind of creepy we're gonna post some pictures on our instagram story on a scale of one to ten i'd say with one being not creepy at all like pictures of puppies and ten being the scariest thing you'd ever seen i'd say black-eyed children is like a four (laughs) like not that creepy but People who interact with them, even though they don't look the creepiest, report feeling a feeling of inexplicable fear, especially when they tear their glance away from the black-eyed children. So, like, even if they don't look the most scary and they look like regular kids aside from their eyes, the feeling that comes with these children is, like, dread and fear, anxiety, just, like, the worst feeling you can possibly imagine, you know? I am looking at them. They're pretty creepy, but, like, they're just kids. They are just kids. So, these children appear only at night, 
usually to adults who are alone either in parking lots, in their cars, or at home. And they typically come in groups of two or more and ask some sort of favor. So usually they'll usually tell you what, they're not creepy, but I would definitely not like them showing up in my fucking house asking me to do (laughs) shit. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Oh, I know. I would never let them into my house. But typically the favors that they would they ask would be to make a phone call or to get a ride home. So they wouldn't they never ask like, can I borrow this? Can I do this? It always like the favor always involves like getting really close to you in a private space coming into your word getting no. into your car absolutely the fuck not thank right, you exactly now the first documented report of a black-eyed children encounter was by a journalist brian bethel in 1998 who wrote about it on his blog so on january 6th 1998 at 9.30 p.m., he had lived, left his apartment to head to the Dropbox to pay for his internet bill. As he passed by the movie theater, he decided to stop and use the light to make out his check. So basically, he stopped his car and put his check, like, against the window of his car to see to use the movie theater light to, like, see what was on his check. While he was doing this, there was a sound of a knock on his car window, and he glanced to the right and saw two boys between the ages of 10 and 14 years old. The first boy was taller than the second one, wearing a pullover shirt and jeans. He had olive-colored skin and curly brown hair, and according to Brian, he exuded a quiet air of confidence. Now, the second boy had- No, definitely not fun. Just drive away, Brian. Drive away. So the second boy had pale skin and freckles, and he was looking around very nervously. He was dressed similarly to the other boy, but he had pale orange hair. So, you know, just like a very different demeanor than the first boy. When these boys showed up, almost immediately, Brian felt fear. This first boy told Brian that they needed his help. They wanted to see a movie, but they had forgotten to bring their money. But, so this is really weird, instead of asking him if they could borrow money from him, or if he could like just give them the money to pay for the movie ticket, they asked him for a ride to their, to like the older boy's house, to get their money. Why can't they call a parent, or like- Right. Why don't they have like a ride, or like, also just like beg money off him if these kids asked me for a ride i'd be like nah but i can give you 20 bucks exactly that's that's the weird thing i'm not driving them for two reasons one (laughs) they're children and i am an adult and i don't know them so i'm not gonna take them anywhere because i don't want to get sacked with assault charges or something because these kids are you know weird liars about things and i shouldn't be driving little children around anywhere that i don't know And two, because they're fucking creepy and who would drive them around anyway? Exactly. It's just a really weird situation. But again, like I said before, they just want to be with him in a space where they're going to be alone. So, it's just Absolutely the fuck not. Yeah. So, Brian was obviously really hesitant to do this for them. But the boy kept pleading with him. 
he said, quote, we just want to go to our house. We're just two little boys. And then the boy also said that they can't get into the car until Brian lets them in. So it's like something is stopping this little boy from being able to get inside Brian's car. So Unless like he has permission. A fucking vampire or some shit. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Now, as if in a trance or being told to do so with his eyes locked on this little boy, he began to unlock the door. So at- like a vampire or some shit. Yeah, like a vampire or a demon, something that's like controlling his mind, something like that. And so as he began to unlock the door, at the last moment, he caught his own hand when he noticed that the children's eyes were completely black. Oh, so up to this point, he hadn't noticed. He just had, like, a bad feeling. He was just like, "Mm." Exactly. So a lot of the time, like, people won't notice until, like, much later on. And then they'll notice and be like, fuck this, I'm out. Um, I mean, that makes sense, I think. Yeah. So he noticed that the children's eyes were completely black, so he stopped himself from unlocking the door. And at this point, the first boy began to pull on the door, forcefully demanding to be let in, while the second boy just watched in silence. Now, the first boy also was saying that they wouldn't hurt him because he didn't have a gun. All right, then. (laughs) And this is kind of a theme also with black eyed children's stories is like they'll say things like i don't have a gun i don't have a knife so i can't hurt you i can't hurt you even if i wanted to what the fuck i feel like that's the thing that bothers me the most so far about these kids is like the threat of like we won't hurt you we aren't dangerous we're just kids and it's like "Mm, but why are you bringing it up though like what are you what are you trying to tell me right it's like these kids can sense the fear and like have the intuition that like they know that this person is fearful of them and they know that people are going to be fearful of them which like when you're that age you really don't know that you know right like there's no real reason for anybody to be intimidated by you and you're kind of aware of that because you're small and you don't think about like other people being afraid of you If you're a six foot two guy, you might be like, oh yeah, if I walk up to this person on the street, they're going to be intimidated. But if you're a kid, you're not thinking about like, I can't hurt you. You're just like, I'm going to get in the car with this guy and he'll help me get home. Exactly. But at this point, when the first boy was like pulling on his door, yanking on it, demanding to be let in, Brian was having fucking none of it and put his car into reverse and drove straight home. So... Thank God, Brian, he went home. He did something smart. Not like that guy in the Dear David story last week where he was fucking stupid. Yeah, at least this guy, like, peace the fuck out, whereas the other guy was like, let me just investigate. Anybody who's like, there's a ghost, let me investigate. I'm like, bitch, get the fuck out of there. Like, just don't, don't acknowledge it, pretend it's not happening, and then leave. Right, exactly. And that's the end of Brian's story. And to this day, he insists that the incident was real, even though people widely believe that the legend of the black-eyed children is a creepypasta or an urban legend. But Brian still says 
what he experienced that day was real. And he, that fear he felt was real. And those kids were there. And he's not making this up. And this was a long time ago. Like I said, that this was back all the way in 1998. And this was the first, like, confirmed sighting. Like, the first documented report of a black-eyed child. But it wasn't really until, like, 2013 when, like, a ton of reports started coming in. And I think that this is because it became, like, a fucking internet trend. Everybody was talking about it, so everybody wanted to have their own black-eyed child story. Yeah, I I, mean, I think that there's also something to say about, like, you know, the more that there's knowledge of something and the more that there's, like, awareness of something, the more that, like, you're gonna draw that energy, at least with supernatural things. Like, I think that if you are thinking about it, like, you may kind of draw it to you, you know? Like, if you, like, are really fascinated by it, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like what we talked about in Dear David last week, but I think that it might be something like that, but I also think that a lot of these are just plain made up. (laughs) Like, I think that a lot of people just made it up. A lot of people also say that black-eyed children encounters could be because of lighting. Like, you just see someone who looks like they have black eyes because of, like, bad lighting. I don't think that's how lights work, but that's okay. I don't either, like, some people, like, really like to diminish Brian's story because they're like, you were in your car and there were lights behind the kids from the movie theater and it was really dark out, so maybe you just thought that their whole eye was completely black because of the lighting, but, you know, and people are like, your pupils dilate in the darkness as well, and yes, your pupils dilate in the darkness, but I don't think they take over your whole fucking eyeball. That's the thing to me, like, you can see someone's like white of their eye pretty much in any lighting exactly so i don't know that i believe the lighting explanation i do believe that a lot of people probably made some stories up do i think that every story is made up not necessarily but do i think that a lot of them are made up yes like i was saying these black-eyed children typically look like normal kids between the ages of 6 and 16 with pale skin Some people have apparently seen black-eyed children with talons for feet, but most of them are of normal-looking children. They also typically wear, in most accounts, wear dated or old-timey clothing that most kids their age wouldn't wear. So even though they look like normal kids, they look like just something about them is off, you know? Like even if you don't notice their eyes right away, You just, like, have an uneasy feeling when you look at them because you're like, something's not right here. A, where are your parents? Like, where's any adult near you? And why are you dressed like this? Why don't you look like you- You look like you fit in, but you also don't look like you fit in at all. Okay, I think I get the sense of just, like, not- Like, they're just weird. Yeah, they're just fucking weird. Also, no matter what, when you- When you encounter a black-eyed child, they will- always, always, always ask you for a favor. However, there are not very many stories about what happens if you let them in your car or your house. We really mainly only have stories from people who have gotten away. Now, I'm wondering if this is because black either because the black-eyed children killed the people who let them in, or is it because it's all made up? Or is it because they wipe your mind or something? It could be. And what do you think they do? I don't know. Whatever nefarious thing demons want to do, 
maybe they possess them. Ooh, interesting. So, yeah. So, that actually brings me to my next thing. Some people think... So, there are three theories. People think that they could either be vampires, aliens, or demons. I think the vampire theory fits because of Brian's story where he said that they couldn't come in unless they're let in. You know? Kind of goes with vampire lore a little. fucking twilight though with the eye thing (laughs) yeah literally aliens maybe aliens i don't know aliens is like do i believe that there are aliens in the universe yes i do do i believe that they have come to earth Eh, i'm kind of 25 75 on that 75% of me says no. I feel like it's possible that they're on Earth. I think it's possible that they've crash-landed here. I think it's possible that there's a lot of different things that have happened with aliens. But I think that what's more likely is that these are not aliens. Because aliens, to me, are not going to look like humans. They may not even be able to live on Earth because of, like, oxygen not being the thing that they use to, like, breathe or whatever. Like... I just, I don't think the aliens are going to look like what we expect them to look like, and I don't think they're going to look anything like us. So, to be like, oh, they're masquerading as little kids, it's like, why? Like, what do they gain exactly. from that? What what do they gain from that? Why? They won't be masquerading as humans, like you said. Also, if aliens have somehow managed to get to Earth, it means that they are far, far more intelligent beings than humans. Because humans have not managed to make contact with any other thing that lives out there in the universe we don't know what fucking galaxy these aliens would be from so like if there are aliens on earth like if there are aliens that have been to earth they would be far 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 more superior to us and like you said why would they be masquerading as children to do what like what would the purpose be i think that's bottom line for me i am very like i'm very motive driven as a person i think that most people have a purpose with most things that they do whether that purpose is entirely rational or not or whether that purpose is like the same purpose that i would use is a different story but like i just don't understand what the purpose would be in masquerading as kids like why you would want to do that and ask for a favor from somebody like i just don't understand i don't either and like like i said are there beings other than us out there in the universe yes i do believe so because i think it's pretty statistically unlikely that earth is the only planet in the entire fucking universe that has any sort of life on it i really think that that's super unlikely we're gonna have to do an episode on aliens for tiny tales we're going to do one on like area 51 yeah that's gonna be a fun one (laughs) i think eventually we'll definitely have to do one anyways we've diverged into aliens and away from black-eyed children (laughs) but do I think that these black-eyed children are aliens? I do not. I just don't see any reason for them to be aliens. I think it's just a fucking weird theory. I'm sorry. If you think they're aliens, I would love to know why, but I don't think they are. A lot of people also think that they might be demons, which I could see. You know, the eyes kind of make me think about demons wanting to get you alone. I don't know. It, it just feels demon-like to me. I think demon or vampire make the most sense just because the behavior that's described and, like, the way that they're kind of 
yeah, just, like, trying to scare you. Because I think that that's the thing that, like, makes me really interested in these guys is, like, they're very clearly trying to, like, freak you the fuck out. Maybe they're trying right. to also get, like, a errand or do something to you or, like, hurt you in some way or possess you or whatever else they're trying to do. But, like, I think that it makes sense to me especially by the way that they're, like, kind of obvious about the fact that they're just, like, super fucking creepy and weird, that their main goal is to scare you. Yeah, and we know that, like, demons thrive on fear. Like, they feed on your fear, really. They love that shit. Exactly. I think that's where, like, demon makes sense to me, and, like, vampire also makes sense to me. Yeah, I completely agree. So, now that we've talked about the characteristics of the black-eyed children, the origin story of the black-eyed children and what they could possibly be i'm gonna read like two or three other accounts of black-eyed children that were on reddit and we can just go over them and say see if we think that they're real or not the first one on reddit was by a user named no sleep 2012 which same i get no sleep since 2012 <laughs> <laughs> Um, she claims to have encountered black-eyed children on her doorstep. She had a voice that was mature, confident, strong, and accentless. She held her head tilted downward, and I couldn't see her eyes. She said, we have to use your phone. I stood frozen in fear. Slowly and silently, I backed away from the door. Lucy, my dog, still cowering at my ankles. She became commanding almost hostile. We're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. I'll ask again. May we come in and use your phone? The girl said. Lucy snarled at the door and I inched backward, though something inside me seemed to be slowly pulling me back towards the door. It wasn't physical so much as a subconscious need to go back and let them in. And then she says that, yeah, and then she says that she didn't go back to sleep that night and hasn't slept right since. Hate that for her. I know. So, again, we have that kind of subconscious need to let them in like we did in Brian's story where he's like subconsciously unlocking the door without realizing it and then catches himself, you know? Right. It's like just kind of the weird like pull or magnetism almost. Right, exactly. It's just really weird. Like that really screams vampire kind of to me, but maybe I'm just thinking vampire diaries. (laughs) I mean, Um, I think vampire lore talks about like trances and like you know, I think that's kind of a popular idea that, like, vampires are able to kind of pull you towards them and, like, they're, they have this kind of, like, allure to them, even though there is clearly something wrong. Like, it's like a push-pull type of thing. I think that's vampire Okay. And then we have the, um, if we wanted to hurt you, we would have broken in, you know? Like, these are kids. Right. That's the thing that, like, weirds me out is, they're still, like, talking, like, they want to scare you. Like, that's the bottom line, is they want to scare you. This reminds me of, like, Damon from The Vampire Diaries, where, like, he, like, fucks with people sometimes, and, like, he says Mm -hmm. weird shit. It's, like, maybe that type of a thing, where, like, they want to just, like, fuck with your head. I think that's exactly what it is. And it's just, like, so trippy, because, like I said, these are kids, and, like, nobody's going to think that a kid would break into your house and hurt you. It's just, ugh, I hate it. And then the dog, Lucy, poor Lucy, 
what a good girl but like cowering at her ankles and then like yeah snarling at the door snarling at the snarling at the children we know that dogs don't like demons we know that dogs don't like anything supernatural animals kind of have a sense for that stuff definitely so yeah that's just one of the creepy kind of stories that i that i had found um i'm gonna read another one so this one is titled halloween so it had been a slow trick-or-treat night in our neighborhood that evening which is pretty odd in itself we usually have kids from different areas dropped off in ours and have a constant parade at our door that night i'd say we'd had no more than eight or ten groups of kids come by the entire night it was about 9.30 p.m., and my husband and I were sitting in our family room watching some of those ghost shows based on supposedly actual events. I don't believe in that stuff, but I do like a good story now and then, and it was Halloween. We hadn't had any activity at the door in over half an hour, and it was getting late, so we decided to turn the porch light off and let our dog Chloe out of her crate. Chloe is an American bulldog and is very docile. We only put her in her crate because we were afraid she'd try to get out to play with all the kids and I didn't want to have to chase her down the street. Also, we didn't want her to scare any of the kids because she would look intimidating to the younger kids. So I turned the outside light off, let Chloe out, and she followed me back to the couch and lay down at my feet. It was getting close to 10 p.m. when my husband decided he'd had enough fun for the night and was going to go upstairs, take a shower, and get ready for bed. After all, it was Thursday, and he still had to get up early the next day. My teenage son was out with his friends at a local haunted house and wasn't expected back for another hour or so, so that left me alone on the couch with Chloe. Now, just because I don't believe doesn't mean those shows don't freak me out a bit. And being alone now watching, I'd say I was kind of on edge, as it were. It wasn't long after I'd heard the upstairs water for the shower to turn on when there was a light knock, knock, knock at the front door. My initial reaction was, what the hell? Really? It's almost 10 o'clock. Go home. But soon, an uneasy feeling came over me. Why the knock? Our doorbell glows, and in the dark, and without the porch light, it would be extra obvious to anyone there. I paused. I couldn't really just ignore it. Our front door has a big, beveled glass panel, and anybody right at the door could see in enough to see someone was in the family room watching TV. It would be pretty rude for me to just sit there and not answer it. Knock, 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 again from the door. I glanced down at Chloe and she was gone. My gaze followed her usual path to the front door, expecting her to be on her way there as she normally does. But she wasn't there. I stood up to look around the room better and found her, crouching by the back door like she wanted out. But she never asks to go out like that. She always comes and licks my hand or puts her head on my knee. This was totally out of character for her. And I have to say, it heightened my anxiety. Chloe Crate, I said. And she just turned back to look at me like, hell no, lady, I ain't moving. I hate that. That poor fucking dog's like, nah, man. Right? I yelled up to my husband but he was already in the shower 
and I knew there was no chance of him hearing me. Knock, knock, knock. About that time, a car drove down our street and cast just enough flight on the door to where I could see the silhouettes of two small children through the grass, through the glass. <laughs> I instantly felt relief. It was just some kids, probably a couple of my neighbors on their way home that wanted to stop by and show me their costume or something. I headed to the door and looked back to make sure Chloe wasn't going to follow. What a great watchdog, I thought to myself, as she just sat there. I turned on my porch light when I got to the door, and sure enough, I could see through the glass that it was a couple of pretty small kids. A little late for such young ones, I thought. And I began to wonder about what kind of parents would let their kids run the streets that late at night. I only opened the door enough to where I could block Chloe's escape if she decided to grow some balls, which was only about two feet. What struck me immediately as odd was the kids weren't wearing any costumes. They were n in normal street clothes. Also, no customary trick-or-treat either. I began to feel very uneasy again. It was a girl and a boy. The girl to my left was older. I'd say about 11 or 12. I could tell she was blonde, but I couldn't make out any distinct features as our lights are high above and on columns at the front of the porch, so most of the light was coming from behind them. I had not opened the door wide enough for any light from inside to hit them directly. The boy was younger and about a foot shorter, I'd say eight or nine, and looked to have light brown hair. The girl very politely spoke up. Ma'am, can we please come inside and use your phone to call our mom? As she spoke, something in the pit of my stomach was telling me something was wrong. What kid, even at that age, doesn't have a cell phone of their own these days? I couldn't remember the last time I'd had anybody ask to use my home phone. Um, hun, don't you have a phone of your own you can call your mom on? I asked. This was when things got really weird. Both kids turned to look at one another like they were going to say something to each other, but neither ever spoke. They both just turned back to me and the girl said, Ma'am, my cell phone battery doesn't have any charge left in it. Can we please come inside and call our mother? I feel We're like alone that, out here. I feel like that phrasing is weird. Like, my cell phone battery doesn't have any charge on it. Not, my phone's dead. Also, them looking at each other kind of like they're communicating what she should say. Right. It's just yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. And... We're alone out here, and my brother is scared. I have to admit, there were two competing feelings going on inside me. The first, that of a mother's heart that wanted to help these two small children get to their mom. The other, a sinking fear in my gut that was keeping the other feeling at bay. It was then I noticed that during the short conversation, I'd already opened the door a few extra inches, which I was completely un unaware of doing. I stopped immediately. Honey, why don't you give me your mother's number and I can call her myself? Another pause and they again looked at one another. After a short moment, they turned back to me and the girl said, Ma'am, my brother has to use your bathroom. 
Can we please come inside while you call our mom? What the hell? Like, they didn't talk to each other. He didn't say it. She says it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, really fucking weird, right? This is the same thing where, like, only one of them's really talking. I was just gonna say that, like, this is our third story that we've heard where one of them is doing the talking for both of them, while the other one is just, like, completely silent and just staring, which must be the most unsettling thing in the world. Weird shit. Really weird shit. Yeah. And with that last statement, the little girl moved closer towards the door, like she was just going to walk on in by me. As she did, she stepped into the light coming from inside the house, and I got my first real good look at her. Solid, jet black eyes. That's all I could see. That motherly instinct was gone and replaced by terror I don't think I've ever felt in my life. I could feel every hair on my arms and back of my neck standing out, standing at attention. Can you imagine some little fucking kids trying to get into your house and just walking up to you and they come in the light and then their eyes are just completely black? I really would not love that. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest. I would not love that. Oh, I know. I, I, would, I, would, I would hate it. I would, zero out of 10, would not recommend. <laughs> I closed the door to where just my face was able to stick out. The little girl stopped and again pleaded, Please, ma'am, we're really scared and alone out here. We have to come inside. Please help us. Then, like on cue, both kids began to whimper and cry. That's when the fear took over, and I shut and locked the door. I'll call your mom if you give me the number I shouted through the door, but I'm not letting you in my house. I could still see them standing there on the porch, just staring at me through the glass pane. I'm just wondering how this shit ends. (laughs) Just wait. Part of me wanted to run upstairs to my husband, but the bigger part didn't want to lose track of where they were. That would have freaked me out even more to not know where they were. After what seemed like forever, but probably really only a few seconds, I decided I'd call my neighbor that lives across the street. As I made my way to the side table by our couch to my phone, I glanced at the back door. Chloe was nowhere to be found. We later found her in the guest room under the bed. When I got to my phone and started to look for his contact info, It was only then that the kids stepped away from the door and began to walk into the street. As they did, I walked to the door to get a better look to see where they went, still not calling my neighbor. If you get close enough to the glass, you can see out enough to make out people's shapes, but you can't see much detail. Of course, standing that close to the door would make you pretty obvious to anyone outside looking in. From the door, I could see that the kids were still standing standing under the street lamp nearest my house staring at me absolutely the fuck not i know like she closes the door on them they stay there for who knows how long staring through the glass in the door they walk away when she pulls out her phone then just stand under a street lamp staring at the house like fuck you fuck you fuck you no no mm -mm. i'm good i'm so good Mm, i know actually thinks though what is it about kids that makes them so creepy you add a kid to a horror movie and the creep factor is just intensified by so much um as i lifted the phone to my ear after calling out only then did the kids start walking down our street 
I met my neighbor out under the lamp once he was out there, but the kids were nowhere to be seen. Like I said, I don't believe in any of this stuff and had never even heard about black-eyed kids before talking to a friend. What I really think, what I have to think, is these kids were just out yanking people's chains on Halloween night. But I will say this, for them, they were good, really good at it. They scared the shit out of me and my dog. Yeah, um, that's the thing that gets me about this story, I think, is that the dog is, like, freaked the fuck out. Like, I know. if the dog were just, like, acting normal, I don't know that they would have been nearly as effective. That's the thing, is, like, it's always the dog. The dog knows, man. Dogs always know. I hate that. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I know, it. me too. And that was a user named Sarah Beth 11 But I feel like that has all the other general things that we've seen in all the other stories but i think that one was just really fucking well written yeah that one was creepy i that one got me a little i'm glad so this last one i'm gonna tell is by a user called pyric underscore lancaster and it's entitled survival story so as you can tell it's a fucking survival story um it's the only one i've read where people like have let the black-eyed children in and survived and i don't know if i believe this one because it's so short and it's kind of unbelievable but we can read it and then we can discuss so i helped them once never ever under any circumstance do it i'm not sure what they do but it feels as if they are ripping your soul out they get really close to you and you get amazingly drowsy If it weren't for my girlfriend showing up mid-invasion and kicking them out, I probably would be dead. I didn't even see the black eyes until I had let them in. They're getting smarter. And then that's the end of it. Yikes. I know. So, I I don't know, but he, he says it like it's like them ripping his soul out. So, like a demon, I guess. If we believe the story, I don't know if I believe the story, but, you know, it's just an interesting one because not very many survival stories. We don't know what happens when the black-eyed children are let in. Just really interesting, you know? I just wish I had more detail. Like, I just want to know, like, what the circumstances were, what they looked like. I feel like I would be really inclined to believe this if he had given us that. Exactly. I completely agree. But those are the stories of the black-eyed children that I found that I thought, those are the ones that I thought were the most interesting. But... I use an article that has like a fuck ton, like that has like 16 encounters with black eyed children. And I will link that in the show notes for this episode, as well as all our social medias and in our social media and on on our Instagram, I will put pictures of black eyed children for you guys to go peruse at your leisure if you want. Creepy. So make sure you go to our show notes and click those links. But yeah, I guess that's this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it, Katie. Yeah, that one was creepy. That was fun. It was a fun one, yeah. I really enjoyed it. It was, like, kind of more relaxing than the chainsaws and childbirth. That one was, like, gross. Like, it was a great episode, (laughs) but God. (laughs) I loved that episode. I loved- I'm gonna be honest, I fucking loved that episode. It was so much fun for me to research, but I know that it's not to everybody's taste, and I totally understand that. No, it was a great episode. It just was... Yeah, I know. But yeah, I guess that's it. If you guys enjoyed this, please share this episode. Give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. Like I said, follow us on our social medias. The link will be in our show notes. Our Instagram is at Fatal Tales. Our Twitter is at Fatal Tales Pod. 
Um, send us any case suggestions or anything you'd like at fataltales at gmail.com. And remember, guys, be gay and don't do crimes. Or at least don't get caught. Have a good one, guys.